Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, hey, everybody. I am your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, and I just want to thank you for tuning in today. We're excited to uh, have you tuning in. I think you're going to absolutely love the show today. We're going to be talking about some great things, one of the most important things. We're going to be talking about women in business and how the game has changed. I also want to let you know that my beautiful co-host, Mrs. Meridi Carthen, is here. She's also known as M. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. Good stuff. Hey, one of the things that I want to share with you today and ask you, have the opportunities for women in business changed? Has a proverbial glass ceiling that held women back for years been shattered? Some would say yes, while others would point to the ongoing gender inequities that currently exist and say no. As a matter of fact, one of the most recent political debates focused on the ongoing wage inequities that still cripple a woman's opportunity to enjoy a level playing field with her male counterparts. Situations like this confront women in business every day, and we all need to do our part to make sure the playing field is equal and not only allows women a seat at the table, but the ability to thrive when pursuing their dreams. On today's show, we have an example of a woman in business who has thrived and continues to take things to another level. Mrs. Gina Tiber, who is the owner of one of the premier salons in Northeast Ohio, Los Deo, Gina will share her perspective on women in business and how the game has changed. But before I introduce Gina to you, I just want to remind you all that we have not only great personal development tools, but also professional development tools available to you at jasoncarthen.com. I encourage you to navigate over there. There are plenty of things there that will help you to achieve those things that you want to achieve in your life. You know, whether it's goal setting, whether it's online courses, whether it's just personal development tools, we have that for you. I also just want to remind you that we have the next I Speak Life Academy workshop coming up on October 24th, how to create an effective budget for your business. You don't want to miss that. We all need a budget or else, hey, if you just got all the capital that you need, you don't need a budget. But I think there are many of us that need that uh, idea of how to budget accurately. Now, Without further ado, let me introduce to you someone who is very special. Mrs. Gina Tiber is a woman of faith, an entrepreneur, and a woman of vision. With a career spanning over 29 years, she holds several certifications related to cosmetology and the beauty industry. She received daily inspiration from her faith, her husband, and her Los Deo team. She believes in living her life the same way that she approaches hair design, vibrant, bold, believable, and beautiful. An inspiring author, Gina is moving towards the completion of her book, Lost Deo, a book about the story that God authors in each of our lives, specifically the true story of one family's struggles and the deliverance, victory, and triumph that God has brought to them. Gina, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Gina, hey, it's our privilege. And I think anytime we have an opportunity 
to have someone share their story that will provide hope for others, I get excited. And I have to tell you this now, my bride, M, has been bragging on you. And I said, all right, let me just let me bring her on the show. I want to hear her heart. So, Meridia, I know you want to say something. So go ahead. I just want to let everybody know that the, the moment I walked into Los Del Salon and met Gina and found out she was the owner after having watched her just uh, lead the team that was there, I was I was taken aback like, oh, my God, a, a woman who owns her company, who's here on a daily basis, who does what we want all our bosses to do, you know, rolls her sleeves up and she colors hair and she takes care of her clients, but most importantly, she takes care of her team. And so she is just a perfect role model for what women in entrepreneur and leadership is all about. Oh, Gina, you're in trouble now. I mean, wow. we just... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have raised the bar pretty high now, Gina. So (laughs) it's time to reach it and get there. And speaking of raising the bar, I have to just press the pause button. What's going on with the Cleveland Browns? They're like up 14 to zero. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Gina, you know, we're going to have to have you on the show every week if they're, <laughs> if they're going to win. So we'll we'll see what's going to happen. I'll, un, I'll uh, just say, okay, hopefully they'll finish this thing and win it. Yeah. So, Gina, let me ask you something. Um, you are doing several things, and it sounds like you have a good idea of what leadership encompasses and what it requires can you tell me a little bit about your business and what makes it unique? Because you're doing things in a different way at Los Dale. Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, I would love to share with you some things. You know, we we uh, just celebrated our nine-year anniversary here at Los Dale, so that was exciting. September 7th was our, our official nine-year anniversary. And, you know, like many salons, we, we provide a full range of services, and, and uh, our team specifically loves to that creative challenge of full makeovers, and we love the transformative work that can take place, you know. But really what the truth is, what makes us unique is is our passion and the love that we have for each other, for our guests, for our community, and, and for our industry as a whole. Um, we really operate here under a completely non-competitive environment. So what that means is that we support one another and we support our guests uh, fully, and with the expectation that it's all of our responsibility to give everyone that comes through the doors a great experience. So it really is something that you feel when you enter into our space. It's what drives everything we do. We, we have a name for it here at Lalsteo. We call it GPI, which stands for Greater Positive Impact. And, you know, if you look at those three words separate from one another, greater is in meaning, you know, it's considerably above normal or above the standard. And positive would mean where we're adding something good. Mm. And an impact is, is when something is really permanently changed. So we really believe that what we do makes a difference in people's lives beyond what is visually seen in the technical work that we provide. We really believe that we have the ability to impact our guest lives every day. And well, really, if you think about it, we all have that ability in our lives, don't we? And the responsibility to impact those around us in a positive way. So we really, uh, the team comes together every morning and, and we set about the course of each and every day to ensure that we're impacting the people who God brings to our, uh, through our doors mm-hmm. in a positive way, to, to serve respectfully and in gratitude. 
Wow, Gina. Now you just said a lot, and <laughs> I, no, and that's that's good stuff. I mean, I want to. I just want to recap for our listeners. I mean, when you said transformative work, mm-hmm. that immediately let me know that it is not just the status quo that's taking place at Los Deo. Right. The idea that you began the conversation with transformative work and then love for each other, non-competitive, love for the community, and supporting each other and impacting our guests, right there, all of those are key ingredients for a very healthy culture, yeah. Gina. I mean, that is... A leader that is sensitive to the culture and tries to go above and beyond that and set the culture, that is very unique. And, you know, honey, I don't know if you want to share something, but I mean, I know that you've come home and you've raved about the culture and just the atmosphere. So any thoughts on that? Just, uh, I mean, she put it in, in the terms that she used for our listeners to to hear and, and just to hear her heart. It's all, it's all true. I mean, I'm a witness. I go in there and, you know, I'm getting my hair done by my girl, Sam. Shout out to Sam. <laughs> and uh, and I'm there and then Hannah will come and she'll just say, hey, you know, would you like a hand massage? And, you know, would you like some coffee? Would you like some water? It's things that they typically don't take place in all salons. I know some are up and coming and, you know, there's other great salons out there. But just to kind of know that this is what's taking place there and it's on a consistent level. It wasn't the first time I was there. It's every single time I go there. Wow. Yeah, that that right there is powerful. And, you know, the idea of businesses that create a USP or unique selling proposition, Gina, it sounds like you guys are very intentional with doing that. So I applaud you for that. That is good stuff. But now I have to ask you, where did that come from? Where I mean, most people don't do that. And the idea that you wanted your entire organization to really exude this sort of thing. Where did it come from? It, it really came from um, truly day day one and wanting to uh, set our sights on not just being different in the way that we approach hair design and, and everything like that, but really it it is the whole meaning of the company, Laos Deo, where it comes from. Those words are, are Latin in meaning, and they mean praise be to God. Mm, you know, okay. that is the meaning behind everything we do. And, you know, the, the story, you know, those two words are, are really inscribed underneath the cap of our Washington Monument. They face east. And so the first I ever heard about them was years ago, you know, even before opening the salon. And um, I was driving, and it was on a radio program, they were talking about it. And the very next Sunday in church, uh, we had a guest speaker who also talked about those words. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And, you know, maybe I should jot that down. So I wrote them in my little spiral notebook, and it was just those two little words. I thought, well, maybe they would be my special little secret words, you know, and possibly I would incorporate them into artwork or just glance at them every so often. But, you know, about a year later, at the, at the point when the salon, after being developed, needed a name, it's, uh, that's, what, that's what came to me was Laos Deo Salon, and, and it really had to be that. There was no other option. Uh, some did try to talk me out of it. From a marketing standpoint, it was difficult to say or... You know, it did not identify us as a company, what we do. So I actually did try to explore other names, but there was really nothing else, you know, that expressed what the salon was. And it is Laos Deo, praise be to God. It is a constant reminder that we serve a purpose greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not about us. Um, it's, I guess when you say, where does that come from? That, that's where it comes from. That's the essence of Laos Deo. Wow. It's, it's who are we serving? Ultimately, yeah, we're serving our guests, but 
ultimately we're, we're working at serving our Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I just I really need to share with you that it is encouraging uh, to hear your heart, Gina, because at the end of the day, those very same people that sought to discourage or say, hey, that's not in line with marketing or where's the connection there? You know, we have to say, what is God telling me to do? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) through your obedience, I know that you are thriving. There are good things that are taking place. Just the idea that on September 7th, you celebrated nine years when many people cannot keep their doors open one year. That says that uh, God continues to provide favor to you and your team and to your husband. That's amazing. And I'm just glad that you saw fit to say, hey, you know what? I don't care what marketing would say. Step outside the box. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move forward. Mm -hmm. Do what we need to do. Praise be to God. I I love that. Really do. Now, now for a tougher question, because we're keeping with our theme of women in business, I need to ask you, you know, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Because you know, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, we had a young lady on just last week, uh, Chanel Holmgren, who shared that you have to fight through specifically as a female against things that others like men don't have to deal with. So what prompted you to become an entrepreneur? And, you know, how are you how are you dealing? How are you staying encouraged every day? That's a great question. Thank you. And I actually did get to catch the show last week as well. It was really good, really inspiring, and, and some, just so true. Oh, uh, we, we do, as women, have to deal with uh, a different set of challenges maybe that men would. And it's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's just very different. you know. Mm-hmm. And what I guess what inspired me to become an entrepreneur was just there was frustration within my own spirit. And I loved my work, but very discontent with my environment. And also what I saw, what what it was doing to some of the young people that I was working with and how they were being uh, disenchanted even with the entire industry. You know, and it's interesting because our our industry that we're, you know, raised to be in, our beauty industry is made up mostly of women. Mm -hmm. No, but if you really look around when you talk about that glass ceiling, there are mostly many men who are in, so to speak, the quote, power position. Yes. as salon owners or, or platform artists and, and things like that. So it was really this just growing sense of, I, I want to do something. I want to do something to change what I see. I wasn't sure exactly what it was going to be uh, because when I began in this beauty industry now, you know, over 30 years ago, I always said I would never open my own business. Mm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, was, I mean, when I say <laughs> I was dead against it, I, I wouldn't say that I opened this company kicking and screaming and protest, but I most definitely dragged my heels. And now, Gina, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. We're going to take a quick break, but okay. when we come back, we need to unpack that because you just <laughs> said two totally different things. I know. You got <laughs> it. We're going to have to unpack this. Hey, everybody, I want you to stay connected with us. We are talking to Mrs. Gina Tiber, and she is sharing some nuggets with us about women and business and how the game has changed. Stay tuned, and we're going to unpack some things when we get back. Hold on.
Welcome back, everybody, to Discover the Leader in You. My name is Marini Carthen. I am your co-host in the studio with Dr. J. And we are talking to Mrs. Gina from Los Deos Salon. And we're discussing women in business, how the game has changed. Dr. Carthen, I believe you had a follow-up question for my guest. Do I? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> Gina, basically, you know, we were getting all excited. Gina was saying, yes, you know, there's some different things she had to go through as a, a woman in business. But then she said, she dropped a bombshell. You know, she said, I, you know, I never would become an entrepreneur. Came kicking and screaming. So, Gina, please educate us and <laughs> <laughs> let us know what changed your mind. <laughs> make it make sense, right? Well, I, um... No, it, it really was. It's just, I think, funny, uh, you know, and God is funny sometimes how yes. he will really take things that um, we, we are so purposed against in our lives, right? And all along, though, he's actually preparing us for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So, so it definitely was dragging my heels on it. I thought, you know, something has to be changed, but not necessarily did I want to have to be the person to change anything, you know? Yes. Um, so what happened, though, is, is God definitely brought people into my life that encouraged me. Uh, that's a polite way of saying they pushed me to, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to open this company. And I, I did it because more morally, not for myself, but really because I really felt this was so important. I wanted to have somewhere that the culture was good and positive and, and love-driven. Mm. You know? And I thought, okay, Lord, you're, you're clearly leading me in this direction, and I'll keep walking this way as long as the doors keep opening. And, and he did. The, the doors just kept opening, and he brought people into my lives to teach me and to coach me because I really literally knew not a thing about owning a company at all. Um, and I'm very thankful for business coaches and, and things like that that helped me when I first opened, taught Excellent. me things that I needed to know because culture is one thing and leading another thing, but on the other side of business, and I think for me especially what was challenging is you, you really do have to learn how to run a business. and. It's not all warm and fuzzy. You know, you've got to get to the bottom line. You've got to learn about numbers and taxes and payroll and all these other things on the other side of it that are not as much fun to talk about. Mm, that's right. I and, can see yeah. the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know my, my wife runs her own uh, yeah. nonprofit, so she gets it. And it is, yeah. well, and I have two follow-up questions, and, I, and I'm hoping that our listeners can really drill down on what you just shared. We can have all the visionary uh, goals. We can have all these things, these warm and fuzzies. But at the end of the day, you still have to take care of business. Like you said, you got to do the taxes. You got to do payroll. You got to deal with maybe some arguments and issues on board with the team. There are so many things that you have to deal with. But I think what I hear you saying, Gina, is that it is not a deal breaker. It just says that there's a learning curve and we have to deal with it. And as a woman in business, we excel. We knock down the door. We do what we need to do in order to be effective. And not to to take you off track, but you mentioned that you journal. um, And that's one of the biggest things that we encourage our clients to do um, on a daily basis. But as a woman in leadership, when you have those ideas um, and you have somebody else come to you with an idea like, hey, Gina, have you thought about this? And you don't want to go, no, we're going to do it this way. Do you jot those ideas down and then maybe later incorporate them or come back to them? Or how do you deal with that? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That's great. I love when people bring ideas. You know, none of us are an island. And I think it's really important to, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people who are amazing that obviously are going to have 
better and maybe different ideas than you. So it's very good whether you jot them down or I actually do have a little, I, I'm kind of famous for Post-it notes everywhere. Or, um, you know, you open up my computer, my laptop, and I've got electronic Post-it notes everywhere. And I do, I jot down ideas and uh, we'll talk <laughs> about them always at our meeting. And um, it's Gina, really, really fun. I, I love that. My <laughs> wife and I just high-fived in the studio <laughs> because, you know what, I think if we had stock and Post-its, we would, <laughs> we would be rich because we do the same thing. And yeah. Let me tell our listeners, though, when you do that, here's what it does. And this is proven. It, it creates a psychological mind little map for you right there. And it creates cues. There are visual cues when you use that Post-it note. So it's helpful. And, and that's a good thing. So let me ask you this. I had a follow up question. I had to before him just kind of barged into the conversation I had right to. there. I, had to. <laughs> I know. I know. My second follow up question now. You you said that you try to create a culture of love, and yeah. that is powerful. I absolutely agree with you. That is great when it is love-driven. However, for those individuals that would say, you know what, that's great, but what about when you have people that are not performing or when you have people on the, on the team that are not following through, how do you still deal in love but get the outcomes that Los Deo deserves? Right. Boy, that's good. That's a really good question. I think it's, um, I think also it's really that journey to fully understand, like, what is love? And it's not always warm and fuzzy. Yes. Uh, right? And love is actually, like, I love what my husband says. Love is actually a verb. It's an action. Mm-hmm. And it's what causes us to show up and be present for those around us when we don't feel like it. Yes. And and we do, we we play here, but we call it, you know, our playbook or our set of rules, how we play is our code of honor. And our code of honor says things like never leave a teammate behind. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I mean, that's a nice thing to say, but what does it require of us as individuals is to really sometimes do the things that we don't necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, our code of honor also says to deal direct. So, you know, if I have a problem with M, I'm going directly to M. I'm not going to go to three other people first and spread gossip. Yes. You know, and and it means calling it and willing to be called. So, but the thing is, I can, if someone's not following our code of honor, I can then in love and say, you know, we all signed this. We all agreed to play by this. What's going on in your life? Because normally you're here. Normally you're on time. Right, but I notice you know you've not been. What's going on? It, it, it usually it's just a conversation. It's an opportunity to have a conversation. And when you're leading people, it's my experience that when performance is not where we want it to be, then there's something greater at play there. That's right. Because it's my experience that people want to do well. Right, we want to have high expectations and high standards. And if you're on a team that's playing, you want to play that way. Absolutely. So if I'm falling off, if I'm falling behind, then chances are it has nothing to do with anything to do with work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think like, like it's that expression, like business isn't personal. Yes. I, I really disagree with that. I, I think business is very personal and uh, it's everything that we bring within uh, us that we bring to our work. Absolutely. And yeah. I think, you know, one of the things I want to go back so we can go forward, you said uh, several nuggets there, the whole idea of calling it like you see it. What is this truly going to require of me? Okay. And then you talked about the idea of what I like to call not having those water cooler discussions. We're not going to meet at the water cooler and say, well, 
you know, what Gina said, we got to do this, girl. I ain't doing that. You know, <laughs> this is not going to happen. And that is so not the environment there. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but but yeah. that environment does exist does. in places, you know. Yes. And at the end of the day, though, you know, Gina, I really want people to understand what you just shared. The idea that if someone is having a performance issue or even sometimes interpersonal issues, there are things that may be going on below the surface that need to be dealt with. But oftentimes we have moved in some ways in society, we've moved from a place of relational leadership to very autocratic dictatorial leadership that says, hey, if you're not getting it done, then I'll replace you. And that is problematic because it damages people. It makes people feel less than. And at the end of the day, they're not going to perform well when they feel less than anyway. So that's so true. Yes. So, Gina, let me ask you this. You know what? I have to say this because it's a little risky. You know, what is the driving force of your company's culture? Because here's the thing I want you to think about. If you're doing this every day and you are bought into this, what happens when maybe you bring someone on and they're not bought into it? Do you sacrifice that driving force or do you say, ah, this person is a great stylist? They they know what they're doing or you say ah, you can't be a part of the team because it's not in alignment with the company's culture yeah now you're getting into tough stuff right yeah yeah <laughs> it's really uh you know it's taken me a long time nine years and i will say that was probably one of the biggest and toughest and hardest things that i had to come to grips with and to learn um, and I would say over time, I've gotten way better about hiring in the first place. Mm, and excellent. I think it's really important to really, you know, if you're going to uh, become an entrepreneur, you, you really have to realize it's about people and leading. That's and right. what are things that I will not compromise on? I mean, that is one thing I won't, mm. our culture here. It's like we are so all fiercely protective of it. That's right. And so anyone that comes into the company or that I'm interviewing will will sit down and have a chat. And then maybe I'll invite them in if I feel like we want to move forward to what we call a shadow day here Mm. and they get to spend time in the company and the whole team gets to meet them and they get to meet the team and ask questions and you know there's been some people that we've invited and at the end of the day we get together as a team and like you know what i just don't think it's a good fit and um then i have to you know just politely say you know it's 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 really maybe not the right place for you or or whatever it is but it's been it's way better in the front end than on the tail end and in the beginning when i was more of like a um there was a more of a, a reactionary leader. Mm-hmm. I would let things sit for a long time, way longer than I should have. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that really is required of leadership is being willing to have those tough conversations. On the front side, On right, Gina? On the front side, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do this. We're going to pick this back up. We're going to take a quick break. But, hey, everybody, I want you to realize we are really covering some ground here. And Gina is sharing about women in business and how the game has changed. This is good stuff. Make sure you do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. back everybody to discover the leader in you we are discussing women in business and how the game has changed mrs gina you've been dropping some knowledge and i first and foremost just want to thank you for your transparency and sharing 
Um, I know as an entrepreneur, sometimes, you know, sharing our secrets and our stories with people uh, can inspire somebody, but sometimes some other people, they may try to second guess things. And what we're trying to do is give people uh, hope uh, that if they are trying to step out and do these things that they can. Before we went on break, um, you touched on something very powerful. You talked about how, you know, doing a proper interview and hiring the best candidates can eliminate that back end uh, drama that some people have to deal with on a daily basis. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on how important it is to, you know, deal with it all at the front end so that you do not uh, let that come into your business? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, it is, it's just, it's just critical. Um, and I've, I've seen it, and I think we've probably all, if, if you've worked anywhere in life, you've experienced it personally. You know, that it's just really, really um, easy for something to come along and, and blindside the entire team, mm, you know. Yes. And um, when, when that does happen, though, I will say that what I've learned is to address it immediately, to not let it go. Uh, but what we were talking about is just being smarter on the front end of things and really taking time in the interview process and really asking questions such as, you know, tell me about a time when you really went above and beyond for a teammate, you know. Tell me about a time that you really went above and beyond to make your guest visit special because I want to hear stories from people that really opens up their heart. I, I, I feel like this. We have a great education program here, and I can teach pretty much anybody how to do hair. Hey, so right? do I? Where so, do I sign so up? Come I mean, on I... in, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like people, but how? What is their willingness factor? You know, and right. it's about a personal journey. And and are you willing to really go through that? Are you willing to look at your own things sometimes and say, hey, it's really not about my haircutting skill; it's about my communication skills. Mm, yeah. Right. And so That's it's great. really finding those people in the interview process that are willing. To say, yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. I care about this company. I want to be a part of what you guys are doing. And, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Gina, I really like that. The whole idea of hiring for culture is just, it's powerful. I have a uh, TED Talk that's coming up in a couple of weeks where I'm going to be talking about how culture can build champions or hide heroes. And if you get people to come on board and they're not part of the Lostdale culture, it can be detrimental long term you know and i just i love the idea of what you shared about hiring on the front side doing it properly on the on the front end so we can deal with any maybe outliers that may be occurring but also having that shadow day i really like the idea of that that makes a lot of sense and you know that's good stuff gina that is good stuff and now and while people may have laughed at me i know my daughters are listening and i would love to learn how to do some hair so i may have to (laughs) (laughs) come up there and make that happen. So, Gina, let me ask you this. Now, you are a woman of faith. I mean, I I shared that on the front side, and that all by itself is very powerful, and it has been woven in the entirety of the show. You've been talking about it. Let me ask you this, though. How has God altered the course and or path that was laid for you nine years ago? Wow. That's a a funny thing. Uh, thing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sitting here, it's nine years ago, you know, that we opened, and I'm sitting here pretty much in the same spot. I'm in my salon right now, but it's it's entirely and completely different path, Mm -hmm. and mostly because I'm entirely and completely different. I I never could have guessed what would be required of me, and I I think that most people, when we open up a company, um, 
and, and maybe it's different for women, I don't know, but I never would have guessed how hard it would be personally, uh, not just professionally, but personally. It's been the toughest and most rewarding journey that I could have walked, I mean, other than uh, motherhood and being a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, but leading others, without a doubt, forces you to look at your own stuff. Mm. Uh, and and as I love how what Em said, it's the stuff that we love to keep hidden sometimes. Yes. We don't really feel like sharing all these things. And so, like, I, I already, you know, have expressed that I really didn't want to own my own business, and I think it was very evident in my actions and my behaviors probably for the first five years of owning Los Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very reactionary in my leading. If something happened, that I would deal with it, you know, dot, 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 eventually, right? Right, right. <laughs> but I think either we come from a place of love or fear, and, and a lot of my leadership, not that I didn't love my team, but a lot of my leadership was coming from a place of fear. Mm. And so, you know, right around I, I know, 2011, you know, God really forced me to begin dealing head-on with some of my own stuff. And it was really the beginning of a very personal journey that led me through some pretty dark places. And, mm-hmm. you know, but for the first time and, and through it, I really received willingly Laosteo and what God had given to me, this beautiful gift back in 2006. And I'm just thankful that he was patient with me. It took me five years to receive what he had given to me. Now, working with a coach, with a business coach, has helped me so much. And really, even through that, God has opened up new doors. And new doors uh, change when you say, how has it altered the course and the path that I had? It really has introduced me to people I never would have met otherwise and given me the opportunity to write uh, write one of the most amazing gifts that I've had is to write that book, Off yes. Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really exciting because, you know, we all have a story. God has authored a story in all of our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this book is about just one particular family story of great heartache and struggle for their, their daughter's life. And at the end of it, just undeniable and, and victories that God brought through restoration. Yeah. Um, and, and so I guess, you know, how, how the course and the path has changed for me, it's, I'm still sitting here in the same place, but it's completely different. Oh, and, and I think part of it was just at that moment in time when I actually finally took ownership of the responsibility that, that I was given, mm. everything changed. It sounds like you're uh, sitting in a good place, too. It's not like you're sitting there rethinking, what did I do? Why did I choose this path? You, it sounds like you're sitting, you know, in a chair of power, in a chair of this is mine, this is what I dreamt of, this is what I wanted to happen, and it's all coming to fruition, and you're just moving forward. Very protective of it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been hard fought for by yeah. not just myself, but for my entire team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and a shout out, you know, to your team. I always yeah. hear great things and I know they're probably tuned in and that's a good thing. And, you know, if there was one thing that you, and I'm going off script, but if there was one thing that you wanted to tell your team today, based upon even what we're talking about, what would that one encouragement be for your team today on this Sunday, Gina? One encouragement, I, I think, would be to just, you know, understand um, how entirely special each and every one of them are and the different gifts that God has placed within them, wow. that they bring each one something so very, very different to the team, but so very, very needed. Yeah. And to really encourage them that they can really exceed Everything like I, I believe in them. I think so much more even than they do sometimes. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see them go so far and beyond what, what they dream possible for themselves mm-hmm. to, to get it, to win. Um, that is amazing. And, and just to thank, to thank them. Gina, that is awesome. And team, if you are listening, that is a nugget uh, for you there. One of the key attributes of servant leadership, uh, even the type of leadership that Jesus demonstrated and that's come up through the years and it's uh, really withstood the test of time is that a servant leader will care more about their followers and their ability to succeed even than they care about themselves. And what Gina just shared, you know, that all by itself is powerful. So, you know, be thankful. <laughs> be thankful for leaders like that. And, you know, Gina, I want to I wanna share, go back and share something that you just impacted me with. You know, you had to, based upon what you just shared, deal with your own stuff. And I, I tell people all the time, you cannot lead well and, unless you have engaged in a certain level of introspection so you know where you are that then you can you can lead from a point of humility you can lead from a point of strength you can lead from a point of resilience all those things can be tapped into when you know your own stuff but when but when you don't gina it sounds like hey like you said you're very reactive you deal (laughs) towards things but is not from a, a place of strength and confidence and power at that point would you agree Absolutely, 100% agree with that. Absolutely, and it's really, uh, it's really hard. It's really hard to go through that process, but it is so worthwhile. Yes. Um, good stuff. Yeah. That is good stuff. Good stuff. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break here, and you know, when we come back, I, I want everyone to recognize something that that Gina just said. It's all a process, everybody, but. Sometimes that process can break you if you're reluctant to go through it, or you can learn from the process and take others along with you throughout the process. Hey, everybody, we are talking to Gina Tiber, and she is sharing about women in business and how the game has changed. When we come back from break, she's going to share how people can get in contact with her and then also where Los Deo is and how we can just go and support the business and keep this thing going strong. Stay tuned, everybody. This is Dr. Jason, a leadership linebacker, and, you know, I consider it a privilege to have our guest on today. Mrs. Gina Tiber has been sharing about women in business and how the game has changed. And before we segue to break, you know, I really want, Gina, if people want to get in contact with you, I want to make sure they can do that. Where is Los Deo located? And is there a social media page? Are you on Facebook, Instagram or something like that? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Thank you. We are uh, we're located in Twinsburg, um, really beautiful little setting uh, right off of 91 there on uh, Glenwood and Vail Drive. Mm-hmm. And um, we, they can get in touch with us. Uh, they can visit us on the web. They can look up our website, which is uh, And, uh I probably should spell it. It's L-A-U-S-D-O-S-A-L-O-N. Um, of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, my team takes care of all that. I think they do an amazing job with their social media, and so there's always fun things being posted, and it's, it's really they do um, 
share a lot of great and inspirational things through that media. Good. So if they would like to call us, then they can always call us. Um, the phone number is 330-425-1660. Excellent. Now give that phone number out one more time, Gina. Okay, it's 330-425-1660. 1660, everybody. And you know what, Gina? I was perusing some of the uh, social media pages and saw that you guys are actually going to be one of the sponsors for this year's Ohio's Women's Expo, right? Yes. That is awesome. So you are impacting the community. Is that going to be a great event? It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a fun day out for women. It's actually in two weeks' time. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a booth set up. People can stop by, and we're going to do, actually, we're going to be launching our product line there, too, for the first time, our Live Inspired product line. And we're going to be doing um, sugar scrub, hand and arm massages, and, you know, just hot tips for hair and makeup. It's going to be a lot of fun. And other vendors are going to be there as well doing, like, cooking demonstrations. And it's just really all about women. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I got to chime in. Now, I heard uh, scrub and all this. Now, there's some brothers out here with some bad feet and hands. So (laughs) what's going on? Are we going to be able to come out there or is it just for women? No, absolutely. We would love for you to come. Absolutely. You know, his eyebrows raised when you said uh, the the line of uh, Live Inspired. That is like... A tagline, everything that we do, um, mm-hmm. my license really? plate is inspire you. I mean, yes. that's it's huge. That's what we do. Inspiration is huge with us. Awesome. Um, so we uh, we definitely want to see that and see what that's uh, going to be about. But, Gina, I want to ask you a question. Um, sure. And it's for my own knowledge and as well for our listeners out here. As an entrepreneur and as, like you said, a wife and a mother, sometimes we get up and we have those days where we're just not feeling it. We're not feeling like we want to clock in even though it's our own time clock our own shift and and what we want to do and so how do you regain the energy and the vision when you're when you're just not feeling it you know the days when you question yourself as to why did I do this or you know you you may even feel like throwing in the towel and just quitting at that point yeah um, that's really that's really good it it happens right Mm -hmm. I think that's the first thing it's it's really important to acknowledge that it is going to happen you know I've never met an entrepreneur that didn't want to quit at some point and I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I've had days of daydreaming where, you know, maybe I'm just going to go be a greeter at Walmart or, you know, (laughs) basically where can I go to become invisible, right? Yes. And I think that part of it is that we entrepreneurs, like, we love to create. You know, there's so much energy that comes from starting something new. And when it becomes tough is when we're in the trenches, though. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the thoughts come, you know, why did we begin this thing in the first place? And who do you think you are? There's no way you're going to be able to accomplish this. You know, all these false uh, conversations that we start to play in your head. And, you know, I think that for me over time, it's been my experience that the first step is to pray. But even before then, you've got to recognize that it's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, from my experience, it it took me a while to even realize that that was the conversation. That was the tape that was being played in my mind. You know, so it's a cycle of, I want to win. I want to win. I really want to quit. I, 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 really, I want yep. to expand. I want to quit. You know, and it's like a really, like, difficult place to be emotionally. So I think the first thing is recognize it is going to happen. And then when it begins to happen, recognize that it is indeed false. That's right. right? It's usually an outside source or, or something that's completely unrelated that will trigger that reaction in me. And it's reactionary. It places me back into that fear-based place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of false reality. 
camping out, so to speak, on my own thoughts that are destructive and it's based on lies. So we can recognize that. And really, I, I have a few people in my life um, where I can really trust them and say, you know what, this is what's going on with me right now. I really need your help. I really need your prayers. I really need you to give me a reality check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, my husband and a couple of really good, close, and dear friends that um, I can confide in. That's I right. think as leaders, we, we are, like I said, we're not an island. We need people in our lives to keep us on track. And, and yes, to remind us why we began this journey in the first place. It's to revisit that vision. Yeah, at the end of I, the day. I think that's the best advice I could give is just recognize that a lot of times where that comes from is not based in reality. It's, yeah. It's huge. And just from a woman's standpoint, I've heard you mention your husband uh, quite yeah. a few times. What, what's his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. A shout out to Jonathan for yes. uh, being very supportive to a wonderful uh, believer of a woman. Uh, Gina, you're doing an amazing job. And I know that, you know, a follow up to the question, you know, when when you do recognize it and you do go, OK, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to punch the day in the face and just tell it who's boss and, and get right. out here and serve my purpose because I know what it's what it's going to be. But those stressors kick in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you cope with the stress of running a business? Yeah, that's not because it's true. Like sometimes we're running along and we're good, we're fired up, and all of a sudden we get blindsided, you know, and it's like someone and we just like flat out right on our back. Mm-hmm. And it's just what for, for us it really is important to for me to set up every morning in, in prayer and start that with my day. Um, it might sound weird, but you do have to find outlets as well. And, and I think as entrepreneurs that we love to create, you know. So for me, sitting and reading is more for like, learning and growth, you know, but when I really want to de-stress or um, cope with the stresses of life or business, I need to create something. So whether it's writing or drawing, even cooking, you know, I'll put my praise music on and just cook in the kitchen for hours. And oh, wow. that really helps to de-stress me, believe it or not. That you know? is great. And um, then, you know, in creating even something new, you know, this the product line that, that all came about from a conversation where we were just like, what? really discouraged by the ingredients that we're putting on ourselves. So even that, even though it's work, it's still, I get to create stuff. Absolutely. And I think that's part of what we need to do as entrepreneurs continually. And I, and I loved you before, and now I love you even more. <laughs> I mean, it just uh, the way you um, you said that the outlet and having things like that, I I chuckle because my husband knows me. I put my praise music on, and I mm-hmm. get the cooking and the cleaning. I love it. It's Dancing around the house. <laughs> I tell yeah, you what, yeah. that's just, I, it's nothing like it, though. And, Jonathan, I feel you, man. I don't know where you are, but hopefully you're listening. And it, it's a it's a blessing. I know if I'm coming in the house and I'm smelling all these different aromas and different things, I said, okay, what's going on, honey? <laughs> what's been happening? You know, so, you know, it, it's one of those things. And we're, we are out of time. <laughs> Gina, it flew by, but... I really have to say to you that, you know, you have really blessed me today. And I know that you've blessed our listeners and just want to say to you, kudos, continue to create greatness at Los Deo and give praise to God. And uh, I hope that this Live Inspired line just just goes exceedingly beyond what you even thought it would be. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with both of you today. I truly appreciate it, and, and I pray that your, your uh, endeavors will be blessed as well. Oh, thank you, Gina. Thanks. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Just want to remind you to live on purpose. Live your destiny. At the end of the day, how you create greatness is all up to you. Make it happen. Take care now. 
You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you.